On this week's episode, we explore the mysterious death of Andrew Sadek, then roll up a review of the 1998 movie Homegrown and the Netflix docuseries Murder Mountain. So make sure you're not buying from an undercover and meet us in the pod shed. We're celebrating 420 by smoking weed out of anything we can find and talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC, True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Me. Happy 420, everybody. Yeah, it's about to be. This is our 420 extravaganza. Hopefully, you're above the age of three and you know what THC normally stands for. That's the whole reason it's the acronym for our podcast. Yep. Normally, I mean, what does it actually stand for? Like, does it, do we know what THC is? Hell no. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's the acronym for weed, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, we are, B is a uh, living, breathing pothead. I am an ex-pothead. Mm-hmm. That's really what helped forge the fires of our friendship. Can I tell you right now, I so badly wanted to bring biscuits. Oh, my God. <laughs> B and I got completely too high at my house one weekend. <sighs> and... um. The only food in my whole house was biscuits. It was like Pillsbury biscuits. I guess my mom didn't go grocery shopping yet. And, and that's we demolished. Yeah, but we had them in all different forms. We Every made form. Regular biscuits. Mm-hmm. We made biscuit donuts. Yep. We made all kinds of shit with yeah, biscuits. We made like pizzas. Yeah, yeah, we made it all. It was all delicious. We had hella biscuits. What is what are some of the things we've eaten when we've been high as teenagers? The biscuits. Um, the time I shoved the whole chalupa in my mouth mm, after the football game. A magical time. Yeah. <laughs> you also have done that with a 360 burrito. Yeah, that was a real accomplishment. Also, uh, we were famous for ro- uh, rolls of cookie dough. Oh, well, yeah. Who Brownie who batter. Do like we would just make the brownie batter mm-hmm. or just the cake batter mm-hmm. and be like, that's our dinner. Melissa used to eat fucking saltines with mustard. That's disgusting. <laughs> like it was fucking chips and salsa. That's disgusting. <laughs> it drove me insane. I'm like, how could you eat that? Because even like I would do like a, I could see like a saltine and peanut butter, but not when I'm high. Yeah. It's like the right? worst so mouth food But I guess ever. that's why she liked the mustard because the mustard's like tangy and moist. I don't know. Uh, I don't get it. Anyways, <sighs> so this is our 420 episode. Um, we are normally drinking. This is a special episode because, one, it's a work night for me, so I don't want to drink. Yeah. And so I almost never smoke. Mm -hmm. I think you can count on one hand the times I've hit a joint on this podcast. Yeah. So I am only smoking tonight, Mm -hmm. as is B. This is a THC first. No alcohol. No alcohol. Ice water. I got my Mm. ice water on deck. I'm a little intimidated because... Usually I get my liquid courage, right? Oh, dear. To get me through this. But I'm also so excited because I never get to celebrate like 420 anymore. I'm a fucking mom. That's literally, I roll up to her daycare at right. 420. Right. So the idea of being locked up in this tiny little pod shed <laughs> with you with all of my toys. B brought a suitcase filled of paraphernalia <laughs> tonight. She brought 
Anything that you could possibly smoke weed out of. Except I did want to roll a blunt and I was going to pick up a bag of munchies and that was the only thing I did not have time for this week. So you got lucky on that. Oh, dear. I know. We have our Costco pack of zigzags. Mm -hmm. We have a giant bong. We have bees. First ever pipe, a couple water pipes, a Sobe, which is what? Basically a gravity bong, right? Yep. An inverted gravity bong. Oh, excuse me. An inverted gravity bong. A giant jar of weed. I know. I'm trying to figure out. So two pints? (laughs) I guess. It's a big ass glass jar. Huge glass jar of weed. So we're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Before we get into that, though, I have brought us something to make this more painful and stressful. Oh, how exciting for me. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be like we're high, but also like freaking out, you know? Okay, cool. So I saw this on TikTok. I've seen it on a few different makeup TikToks. Okay. Have you seen the TikToks about the world's best lip plumping lip gloss? Yeah, the one on Amazon, the two little bullet looking things. I got it. (gasps) Oh. So let's put it on and see. I haven't tried it yet. Wow. Do you want to feel the burn together? Yeah. It's going to be super fun. I'm just trying to think if I should do it before or after my Sobe. Oh, you haven't done your Sobe yet? No. Well, you can talk about your lip stuff. I'll do my Sobe. Okay. Remember, I got to be outside. So I got to navigate. Okay. Oh, you're just... Okay. I got this. She's got the microphone going under the door of the pod shed, y'all. So that way she could be outside for her inverted gravity bong, a.k.a. her Sobe. We're going on a little field trip, guys. (laughs) Going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship um okay so this lip gloss i don't even know what it's called it's spelled d-e-r-o-l i saw it on they look pe- like little vibrators or what? giant pills whichever one you I want think to they look think like of bullets yeah kind of um i just said pills because you can't see them right now b but they're like two-toned like pills are look Okay. She's sticking. Yeah, with, I she's, see it now. She's sticking with vibrators. Um, so you get a nighttime and a daytime. I guess the theory is that the daytime hurts so bad that you need like an oil for at night to like recover. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Michaela says it works. I After, saw I saw hers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there's been a few different TikTok makeup artists who claim it works. Also, while you're doing that, I'll give you a quick makeup review. I got the Cooling Mint Elf face you, primer. I'm so jealous. Don't be. It's nothing special. Oh, my. Well, you didn't like the Jelly Pop either. So I, I do like I like them both. Okay. I really do. The mint one is a little less grippy than the Jelly Pop. But to be honest, I got kind of used to the grip of the Jelly Pop. So... Um, you know, they're both great. They're both really dewy and grippy and fantastic, but I didn't feel like face cooling at all. You you good be? You good? Yeah, but I'm really upset with my YouTubers that are like, oh, it's so cool. I mean, maybe I just need a hotter face. Like maybe in the summertime, you know, when I'm doing my makeup and it's 110 degrees, I'll feel differently. And then I also I think they also put their shit in the fridge because they're bougie like that. Like we have a fucking fridge in our bathroom. Oh, I didn't think about putting it in the fridge. If I have a fridge in my bathroom, it's for my wine or my beer. (laughs) And then I got this. I think it's called Sky High. Okay, so first of all, there's very few makeup products that I absolutely will never, ever give up. Right. We've talked about that. My Pharma Gel face moisturizer. My um, what is the name of like my face makeup? Something Naturals? Bare Minerals? No, not. It's the drugstore version. It's um, Physician's Formula. Physician's Formula. Mm -hmm. Physician's Formula Concealer and um, Powder Foundation you will take from my cold, dead hands. And Maybelline Mascara. NYX Lipstick. 
and then Maybelline mascara. I've always been a Maybelline mascara person. It's my go-to number one mascara. Which one of the Maybelline? Falsies. Okay. But I've always been a Maybelline girl. So like even before Falsies came out, it was like something else that I was into. For me, it's the stiletto. I, I, I used the stiletto for a little bit, but I liked the falsies better. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's a miracle. All of that work. I know, but it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. So anyways, I saw on TikTok Maybelline had a new mascara, the Sky High, and I love it. The Sky High. Yes. It okay. works great. And if you're a fan of the stiletto, you'd be a fan of the Sky High. Okay. What does the thing you look like the applicator is it's, it big it's, and fluffy or no, is little it, comb mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like why that. i said if you like the stiletto you'll like that because the stiletto is a little comb I right do. uh-huh um but it's a it's like a 360 comb like it's okay. not like just the little comb like yeah. the bristles are all around it because mm-hmm. i normally like a big and fluffy okay but i do like the sky high a lot it's hard to take off like even with yeah. makeup remover and stuff, it's a rough one. Yeah, and I like to pick my mascara off like a psychopath. Oh god! And you can't do that because you're, you're going to lose la- your lashes. You're ripping lashes yeah, out. You're losing lashes, and that's so, the last thing we need to do. That's my makeup review. Okay. Did and you now, read the instructions? I think you just put it on, baby. Really? I want to read the box. Hold on. There's no instructions. It's just the weird ingredient list. Okay. But I know that I think we go for the gold one because that's the daytime one. Okay. The nighttime one is like the nourishing oil. I'm ready to feel the burn. How exciting. I thought you'd be. I just, I was so excited. I got it in two day in the mail. Yeah, no. Yes. Now my eyes are going to And be- I got one of those because um, it was on sale. It was $25 off. Like one of those stupid LED teeth whitening kits. Ooh. So I got it for like, I don't know. 15 bucks or something well give me a review on that because i got i don't know if you ever saw it tiktok was huge on the arc like after brushing care there's like a pen or like an additional paste that you can use and people like oh my god it's everything it's not it doesn't do shit and i also got the fancy thera breath mouthwash that everyone raves about oh it's burning already it's nothing compared to listerine give me the fucking burn over that garbage Okay. Also, be careful getting it in your mouth because it burns inside of your mouth. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's doing something. Feels nice. It does. Mm-hmm. So if people really were like freaking out on TikTok. They were like screaming. Yeah. And I mean, we'll give it a minute. We'll yeah. give it a minute. B and I have a pretty high pain tolerance to yeah. most stuff. Cut to us. I know. <laughs> well, so because I do remember one... That my mom and I got, I swear it was like in high school. Was it lip venom? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the shit. I loved lip venom. That was amazing. I wore it. I, I just reapplied it, reapplied it, reapplied and it. And this is giving me exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's no more, no less. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just in prettier packaging. But we also just put it on. Exactly. So anyways, um, mm. so for this week's game, there's only one thing to do because it's going to get you fucked up. And that's every time you hear a lighter flicker. Oh, shit. Every time you hear a lighter turn on, take a drink or a hit. Um, and good luck with that. My lips are burning. I mean, they're tingly. They're, but it doesn't feel like you just put straight pepper on your lips. No, I'm good. No, I'm not saying I can't handle it. I'm saying I can definitely feel it. Yeah, but like it's no more than the lip venom for me. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to have to tell me if my lips look plumper in a minute. I know. 
That's the real test. <laughs> I got to tell you something. So last week, you talked about those weird fucking fish that poop sand. Yes. Okay. A real highlight. I, it really was. <laughs> Even re-listening, I, I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Did you look them up? No. Uh-uh. But because obviously the government's listening to us or China or whoever, yeah. it came up on my TikTok. <laughs> How? Not, How? Not those fish, but dolphins. Apparently, they get high off of pufferfish. I knew that. Even though the pufferfish could kill us, they fucking play with it yeah. like dogs play with a tennis ball. I totally knew that. Oh, my God. The cutest thing I've ever seen, watching them play with the fish and then be high swimming. Like, yeah. Aww. Amazing. They're the best. They're the best. <laughs> also, I was a little bummed out watching that same sandfish documentary because um, anybody who knows me knows that one of my all-time favorite animals are orcas. Mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. I love them. The documentary team was following uh, mommy humpback whale and her baby whale. And these fucking asshole orcas show up and try to separate because they want to kill the baby, not the mom. They're trying to get the baby baby. whale. And I was like, "Mm, that's savage. Me and orcas might be done. I mean, mother nature, man. What is the point? You don't need that baby orca. You go go kill anything and eat it. Mm. You go find some high dolphin somewhere and (laughs) fuck it up. This is already off to such a great start. It's amazing. So this week we are doing the mysterious death of Andrew Sadiq or Sadiq. I'm not sure which one. I've heard it said both ways. And what uh, B watched a bunch of movies. Uh, well, one movie and then a whole like series. So real quick, because this is a holiday for us. Some would say the most holy of holidays for us. Mm-hmm. In THC true fashion, our case has nothing to do with the movie. Completely unrelated. Completely unrelated, but we needed to make a 420 episode. And, this and is we're, we're doing all going to learn amazing things. Absolutely. Okay, so what movies, movie and docuseries? Okay, so apparently your husband's favorite movie of all time. That's not true. Okay. But it's up there. His uh, favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump. Oh, well, you know. how dare I? Put not some even. respect Sorry. on Forrest's name. Sorry. So, but yeah, one of his favorites, Homegrown, Homegrown. 1998. Filmed in our beautiful California, um, Mendocino. That's way up north, California. I have a bunch of in-laws that live in Mendocino County. It's part of the, what do they call it? The Emerald Triangle? Correct. And that's like Mendocino County, Humboldt. And Trinity. And Trinity. Mm -hmm. And that's where some of, I mean, arguably the best weed growing in the world happens. I will throw some shit at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is the shit. Us NorCal people know how to do it. Let's pause. Not only are my lips on fire, it is now seeping into my mouth. Perfect. <laughs> Good times. Good times. But it's not. It's, it's not It's uncomfortable. not getting worse. No. Because I thought it was going to get worse and worse and worse. No. It's it is staying, not overbearing. Yeah. It's staying uncomfortable. The sinking into the mouth is a little like, okay. Okay. Your lips look plump. Do they? Yeah, do mine. Your bottom one, not so much the top. Oh, shit. Mm, Yeah, but you're blind. You can't see anything. True that. I'm scared to drink something. I know. And I'm about to smoke something. So, woo! Let's see how this (laughs) works. I know, because I was like, we're going to smoke so much stuff. And I'm like, let's put this burning hot stuff on our lips, because that'll make it more fun. And then I'll just put my mouth all over a whole bunch of different things. So, you just have to fish lip the water. Right. Like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to keep it from washing over it. Am I allowed to talk about this? I must. I mean, like, what? I'm trying to figure out, like, can we get in trouble for the fact that I've got all this shit in here? Does that matter in any way? 
I don't think so. It's legal in California. Yeah. Okay. I just, you know how some things are legal by the state, but not federal. I'm like, does podcast go under federal? <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be fine. I think so Joe too. Rogan smokes weed on his podcast every True single time. That. So does Uncle Joey Diaz. And no one cares about us. Okay, perfect. Yeah. No one cares about us. It is legal in our state of California. That's all you need to know. Yeah. We have no children around us. No. My children are gone. So we're literally it's just locked away in our mom pod shed. Two responsible adults making what I believe is the responsible choice. I'm a big advocate for the fact that, and you guys know me, I drink like a fucking fish. Weed is much safer than alcohol. And if alcohol is legal, weed should be legal. You know what I mean, B? Amen. All the shit that's almost killed me in my life. All the sketchy situations I've ever been in have been alcohol related. related. Yeah, not related to the guns. I stopped smoking weed because it makes me very quiet and it makes me very paranoid in my head. Like I just think that I'm not breathing right and people can hear the weird way I'm talking and I just it makes me weird. My my husband gets so upset how productive I am on pot. He's like, who are you? Yeah. He's like, you're one of the few people that's like. I mean, that's li- that's my husband. Yeah. That's Lou. He oh does all kinds of shit when he's high. Love it. But um, my husband's like a daily smoker in the fact that it's like, before I go to work, got to smoke. Before I go clean the gutters, got to smoke. Right. Before I, you know, so he, it's just a part of his life. But yeah. Anywho. But I wanted to mention that. So this particular piece that I'm smoking out of right now. Little tiny pipe. My very first piece. And the fact that I still have it. And where did you get it? Do you remember? In Berkeley. In Berkeley. I don't remember like what shop or whatever. Is it one of those shops where they take it and slam it on the counter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's part of the experience. It is. It really is though. As teenagers in the Bay Area, you get on a BART train, which is like our public transit. It's kind of like a subway situation. And as teenagers, you could get on a BART, go out to Berkeley, go to a <clears throat> tobacco shop, mm-hmm. and just buy whatever you want. And nobody ever said anything, carded you. Nope. We would go there and buy bongs, put them in our backpack, get back on BART with like the bong like sticking out of your backpack a yep. little bit. It's just, especially when you start to hear about the case I'm going to tell you about, it's such a different culture that we were raised in versus, I would say, almost the rest of the country. Yeah. It's nuts. It is. So, all right. You want to get into it? Should, I am. I'm should ready. Should we start smoking something first? Yes. I will get the joint going and pass it off to you. Oh, my God. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks is I already have cotton mouth before we even started. And I think I'm just thirsty because I'm dehydrated from work. And all I drink lips, is iced coffee. The lips aren't going to help. I'm dying for a me- Where's my phone? Let me look in my phone at my lips. I think your bottom lip looks juicy. Stop looking at my bottom lip. Please hold. Come on. The bottom lip is the better of the lips. I guess. But then um, I can't remember what book that is. But some book is like they talk about how her bottom lip is so full and her top lip is like non-existent. You're like, what? I think you're thinking um, Fifty Shades. I think I don't think so. I don't know what I'm thinking of. No, I think my lips look good, dude. Okay, They look full. Beautiful. You want to see yours? I can tell. I think yours looks bigger. All right. If nothing else, maybe it just stings them so they look a little redder. And they're more predominant. It's like a a lip stain. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The stain of your own (laughs) blood vessels throbbing. Throbbing. (laughs) Throbbing. Oh, God. Throbbing. Last week, we had discharge. (laughs) 
This year, we, uh, this year, this episode, we have throbbing. <laughs> All right. The other thing you have to be careful for, much like when you eat spicy food or like cook with spicy food, is don't get it on your finger and then touch your eyeball. All right. So let me take a hit. Take a hit before I tell you about Andrew, because he would want me to. Here's to you, Andrew. All right. So I got everything off of Wikipedia, an article um, from Medium, medium medium.com. I did listen to an episode of a podcast. I'll give him a shout out, Cold Case Detectives. But to be honest, it's it's all the same information I got from Wikipedia and everything else. So it's a quick shorty. It's like a 20 something minute podcast. But listen to us instead. Yeah, I mean, or listen, they're very serious. Okay. Very serious. So if you want a very serious podcast, but they're just straight up facts. So I did listen to an episode, but I didn't learn anything new on the episode is my point. And then I also watched a little docuseries, a two-parter. I paid for it with money. Wow. Actually, my mom paid for it because it's her Amazon (laughs) account. I have to pay her back. Got it. It's called The Dakota Entrapment Tapes. It is a two-part <coughs> documentary on this case. It's um, Andrew's family is heavily involved in it, and it's a great. It's on Amazon. I don't know if you have to. I guess Prime Video. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, it's great. It was like four ninety nine to rent both. Yeah. Things and both episodes are like forty five minutes long. So oh. you're basically paying five bucks for a movie. Yeah. So I watched that. Really well done. All of his friends are in it too. Okay. So, John and Tammy Sadek are from a small town. They're from Valley City, North Dakota. Mm. Um, they get married, and very early on into their marriage, in 18... Oh shit. 1889. Nope. <laughs> 1989. Sorry. It's okay. I did that in the last episode. I think I said 1999 to, like, 1998 or... Also, last week's episode, at some point, I started. I called Jeffrey Jeremy a couple times, which is pretty funny. <laughs> After we'd already said Jeffrey a hundred thousand times. <laughs> well, Jeffrey and Jeremy didn't kind of become one person. So, um, oh my lord! All right, anywho, let's hit it again. Hey, she's coming in tonight. I keep getting weed stuck to my lip gloss. I told you. And then it lands in my mouth. Mm-hmm. The weed, not the lip gloss. We need to, um, do you ever roll them with like a little crutch in there? Like I don't, Seth Rogen does? I haven't figured out how to do that because I do it in my actual roller. Oh, my little yeah. machine, right? I don't do it myself. Nick does it with the crutch really yeah, well. Yeah, because Seth Rogen has step-by-step yeah. YouTube tutorials if you ever want to learn. Yeah, well, if I can't figure out how to roll the joint, how am I supposed to figure out how to roll a crutch? Okay. <laughs> Let's start over again. John and Tammy Sadek are from a small town, Valley City, North Dakota. They have not been married for very long when in 1989, they adopt Tammy's nephew, Nicholas. Okay. And Nick is about one years old when they adopt him. Okay. So seven years later, Andrew's born. That's November 22nd, 1993. So the Sadek family, great family. They own a farm that's been passed down through generations the boys grow up country boys. They're hard workers. They love to help on the farm. They love like dirt bikes and water sports and all kinds of. Just boys, boys. Yeah. Yep. 
they like to fish and hunt with their dad. They're good boys. They're very close. And they're both pretty quiet like their dad. Their dad's very quiet. Okay. Um, but he seems like a very sweet, kind man. But he's more quiet and reserved. And his wife's Tammy is a little bit more outgoing. Yeah. So in 2005... <coughs> Nicholas is a teenager. He recently graduated high school. He's got a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Him and his girlfriend are actually out one night because it's their one year anniversary. And nobody knows how or why, but their car gets struck by a train and kills both teenagers. Fuck. And they're not sure what they were doing on the track. If they were just messing around, being kind of dumb kids. If the car got stuck. Stuck. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. Awful. So... The poor family obviously is rocked by this. Andrew's rocked by this. He was very close to his brother. So 2012, Andrew graduates high school and he goes on to North Dakota State College of Science. This is like the tech school to go to, in the at area. least in North Dakota. I yeah. don't know about like that whole section of the Midwest. Right. But this is like the school they have over a 90% like job placement six like you go to the school you're getting a career yeah amazing he wants to become an electrical engineer and he signs up for a two-year program to do it so he finds a great group of friends they're all really close um they all really love Andrew they said he's quiet but really fucking smart and really funny and they're just all really close yeah So they do what everyone does at that age, whether you're in college or not. They drink sometimes. They smoke weed sometimes. Those were the days. take some mushrooms every once in a while, but they're super chill. They're not causing trouble. They're not causing drama. They're basically hanging out at each other's apartments and getting high every once in a while. My kind of people. Yeah, of course. Super chill. So in North Dakota... Pot is basically seen as like as bad as heroin or crack or something terrible. They see pot right as the same. And they have harsh state laws against drugs as it is. But those laws get even stricter on college campuses. Okay. They really crack down on college campuses and things that would have like a normal punishment in your regular life. That punishment gets super severe if you're caught on a college campus. Bizarre. So the oversight. Could you imagine? Yeah. The people overseeing all of this is a group called SEMCA that stands for Southeast Multi-County Agency Narcotics Task Force, which is way more words than (laughs) S-E-M-C-A, but whatever, I guess. They're known as SEMCA for short. Okay. Okay. And Semka is this, they're made up of like the police force and the sheriffs and like campus police. And they all kind of make this big group that oversees like the narcotics issues of these counties. There's like multiple counties involved. Okay. Great. So hold on. And they're allowed like free reign. So meaning. They can show up to they the don't dorms. Need warrants. Yeah, they don't need anything. They, they just, just show up to the dorms, yeah. do whatever they want. They have a free pass. Yeah. Oh, come on. Great. So November 2013, Semka officers show up at Andrew's apartment. He has a roommate. This is in like the early morning hours. Okay. They wake the boys up. 
Um, Andrew, they ask it. They ask if they can search. They said they're there to search the apartment. Mm-hmm. Andrew and his roommate give them full permission to come in and search. They search the apartment. They find one weed grinder that has weed residue on it. Andrew admits it's his, but then nothing really happens. Right? Okay. The next day, which is also Andrew's birthday. Okay. I believe it's his 20th birthday. Oh, my God. He's brought in. He's asked to come meet with Sempka officer Jason Weber. And Jason basically sits him down. And this is all on video. The interrogation room video. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. It's in the documentary. Um, Basically, what happened was Andrew was caught selling weed twice on campus to confidential informants or CIs mm-hmm. that work for Jason Weber okay. and Semka. These are other kids that have somehow been told to be undercover, basically. Okay. On college. So Andrew sold twice. Once was an eighth for $60. And then the second time was a dub sack. Mm-hmm. His friends in the documentary talk about the fact that like, Andrew's not some big drug dealer. It's just that if you have extra pot and you know somebody who needs some pot, you trade it for money. It's not like he was out here busting knocks and, right. you know what I mean, moving yeah. weight. Uh-huh. He was just a college kid who would sometimes sell was, weed to his he friends. He was hooking up some friends. Uh-huh. He was doing some favors. Also, let's take a break and talk about the fact that this weed that you know for a fact North Dakota is not going to be as good as California weed is going for 60 and There eight. is no weed better than California weed. Period. Yeah, but exactly. And we get that shit for like 40 bucks an right. eighth. It's crazy. I'm all 60 bucks an eighth for garbage weed. Right. All right. Um, so anyways, he got caught selling to a couple CIs, right? So Jason Weber lays it on thick. Basically tells him that because he's caught selling on a college campus where everything is more severe when it comes to drugs and drug busts and whatever, he's looking at 40 years in prison and $40,000 fines. Lays it on thick, scares the shit out of him, and then basically tells him, like, yeah... Will you actually do 40 years? Probably not. But you're looking at at least 20 guaranteed. And so this kid who has his whole life in front of him gets talked into becoming a confidential informant for Jason Weber. And the cycle continues. (coughs) So basically, he's getting these kids in. He's scaring them with the idea of this, like the maximum amount of punishment that could be laid down for this bullshit crimes they're committing. And scaring them into being CIs to bust new college students to come in and he can scare them into being more CIs. Some real bullshit. Yes, absolutely. Fucking. Okay. All right. So. Andrew agrees. Jason tells him, you just have to stay in constant communication with me, either through calling, text messages, whatever. I need you to buy weed for like however much amount to people that, you know, sell on campus. And if you do this like X number of times, you'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. And basically you'll get away without getting in trouble or maybe it'll be like less into like probation or something. Right. right? 
So first of all, he asks Andrew like how much weed he would normally buy. And Andrew's like, you know, not very much. So he tells him how much. And he's like, oh, no, that's not enough. He's like, what if you I can't remember how much the weights were. He's like, how much if you ask? for? What if you ask about this much? And Andrew's like, that would seem really suspicious. Like, I would never ask to buy that much weed from anybody. And so then he's like, okay. And they keep blessing them out. The reason I bring this up is because he, I think he mentioned something about if we can't find enough people on co- in college or enough people to, that you would feel comfortable like asking for a lot of weed from, then maybe we can also use you in like a bigger sting operation. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about bigger drug dealers outside of the college. Okay. That's important for later. Okay. Okay. So great. They have it all worked out. Jason Weber tells him that if at any point I lose communication with you or you don't hold up your end of the bargain, I'm charging you with felonies and I'm issuing arrest warrants and it's a wrap. Okay. Okay. So um, Andrew goes back to his normal life. His friends do ask him where he's been all day and he just tells them, don't ask, don't worry about it. He's not supposed to tell anybody. That's the other thing. They specifically asked him to come in without notifying anybody. They told him not to tell anybody. Yeah. So he met with this guy without any of his friends or family knowing. Yeah. Without contacting a lawyer. And they he made sure to tell him that this has to be kept secret. No big deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now Andrew has this huge secret thing he's doing that he doesn't tell anybody Anyone. in his life about. Yeah. Just casual. No pressure. Uh-uh. So... Um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my notes. Okay, so Andrew does this. He 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 gets a couple of them done. He gets a couple of these deals done where he's um I think he's like wearing a wire or something, right? Yeah. To note, at any point he could have set up his friends. Yeah. And he never set up one of his friends. Amazing. Amazing. So <clears throat> Jason Weber wants him to do like two more. They have their eyes on this one person on campus and then he's and then he kind of brings up doing another deal in like Fargo, okay. which I guess for North Dakota is like a big city like Fargo. Like, yeah, of course. Based on. The, yeah, absolutely. So just this idea of like putting him in a way more dangerous situation. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just sketchy. You think? So these kind of deals never quite happen. And at some point, Andrew, Jason loses contact with Andrew. Okay. We're almost a year into it now because now we are in April. Mm-hmm. April 30th, 2014. At this point, Andrew's got a girlfriend. His grades are good. He's actually interviewing because he's looking at graduating very soon in like a couple months. And he's already interviewing for like jobs okay. as like an electrician everything's going pretty good besides this whole CI situation. Situation, Yeah. So April 30th, he goes out with his friends. They have a good time. They go back to his apartment. They watch a movie. Um, him and his roommate do. They go to bed. The next morning, Andrew's roommate wakes up and Andrew's gone. Mm. And with no sign, no note, mm-hmm. no nothing. So... They wait the day out, his friends. They eventually call his parents to ask if Andrew's home. Maybe he went back home in the middle of the night, right? Obviously, he's not there. Parents Uh, freak out. They start 
calling around, oh. calling the school, calling the police. Worst call People ever. start searching. There's no sign of Andrew, except for they do end up finding a security footage video of him leaving the apartment building around 2 a.m. Okay. So now we're on to May 1st, 2 a.m., and he's wearing a Buccaneers, a Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers sweatshirt. Okay. And that's the last video. The cameras in the parking lot were actually not working. So this is just footage of him leaving the apartment. Okay. Okay, hold on. Yeah. All right. So Jason Weber finally gets a hold of Tammy and John, right? Mm-hmm. He's a total fucking asshole to them. What? He's completely dismissive. He's a total asshole. Him and Semka believe that nothing's wrong with Andrew, that he's on the run. Oh that he doesn't God. want to finish out his CI work. So he just took off mm. without any of his stuff. Right. Without telling anybody. And at two o'clock in the morning, right? He took off. Yeah. So um, they issue a warrant for his arrest. Oh, my God. They charge him with two felonies. And basically make him like a wanted man. And to the press, they sell him as this big time drug dealer. Just a piece of shit out here corrupting your children at college. Selling drugs. Obviously, his family is shocked beyond belief about the whole situation. Of course. And then his friends, who obviously knew that he smoked pot, are shocked at how they're like portraying him. Yeah. And how... Yeah, they're making him just be some, some big drug dealer. He's like, they're That's like, he's not, not a big drug dealer. Yeah. So this kind of stops all the searches and their tracks a little bit, at least slows them down a lot. Because now instead of looking for a college kid who's gone missing, it, he's they're looking a drug for a dealer. drug dealer on the run, mm-hmm. evading police. Yeah. Two months later, June 27th, 2014, police who aren't even looking for Andrew, they're doing like a training thing in the river. Okay. Find his body in the river. Yeah. Um, his death is labeled as suicide because he died from a gunshot to the head mm. of a 22 caliber gun. Nobody in his life is buying that it was a suicide. You think? Okay. He, he Like I said, everything I just listed before, school's going good. He's got a girlfriend. He's got job opportunities. He's got friends who love him. He has zero... Um, Zero history of having any kind of depression or mental illness. He's never had suicidal tendencies. There's no suicide note. The gun's not on the scene. You think it, You think if he would have shot himself in the river, the gun would have landed next to him somewhere. Yeah. The gun's not there. He's also not wearing his Buccaneers sweatshirt. He's wearing like a different jacket that no one had ever seen before. His wallet and identification's missing. And... His backpack is filled with rocks. What? His backpack's filled with rocks, so that way the body would sink to the bottom of the river. Oh. But if you're committing suicide, why do you care if your body sinks to the bottom of the river or not? What does that matter? Mm. Okay. Cops aren't having it. It's a suicide. Open, shut case. Right. Easy peasy. Who do you think hits the ground running with this? Tammy. Mama 
comes out swinging. She's all, fuck that. My kid did not kill himself. He was bullied and coerced into this bullshit from this asshole. Yeah. When in reality, they talked to some legal experts on the documentary and they're like, if he would have said no to being an informant, he would have gotten a couple hundred dollars fines and maybe a year or two probation. Oh, my God. For sure. And in fact, another kid around the same time had been popped for selling like Andrew was, like around the same amounts. Okay. He refused to become a CI, and that's what he got. He got like a, I think it was like an $800 fine and two years probation. Jeez. And he asked to speak to a lawyer. He basically said, fuck you, I know my rights. Give me a lawyer Mm -hmm. and shut it down. So remember, kids, always Always ask ask for a lawyer. lawyer. Always. always. It doesn't matter if you're 100% innocent. Let the lawyer talk for you. Um, So Tammy goes to the media. She starts blasting these motherfuckers out there in the media. And so there's, okay, there's two pieces of evidence that are both not great for either side. So the first is the Sadik family has a missing gun. And it's a missing 22 caliber gun. Ooh. And they don't discover that till after Andrew's autopsy. Okay. Um, so that makes police believe for sure it's a suicide. He took his parents' gun. He could have had the gun. He could have had the gun. Doesn't mean that's he what used I'm saying. Yeah. And especially if the cops had set him up to do like some shady, sketchy deal like off of campus. Yeah. That is way out of his comfort zone. Because, mm-hmm. again, we're not talking about, like, even a big druggie. We're talking about a guy who smoked weed on the weekend with his friends. Yeah. He's not going to be comfortable going into a city and asking for, like, real drugs or, like, real weight. So he could have brought the gun for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't even know. That all could be a coincidence. It could. Because they never found the gun. Yeah. So just because Tammy and John are missing a twenty two does not mean that that was andrew even had it yeah period right because the gun was never found so here's the second piece of evidence this one tammy brings with her to the radio stations and the news reporters at some point tammy and john go and pick up andrew's car from college this is a couple days after he goes missing okay the inside of the car is wet but the trunk of the car is soaked And in fact, the wheel well where the spare tire goes has like, I think they said two inches of water just sitting in it. And the trunk itself is soaking wet. What? Almost like maybe somebody killed Andrew somewhere with water. Yeah. And it didn't work out. And they put his body in the trunk of his car and then moved him and then dropped him in the river. That's Tammy's theory. Wow. Which does make sense to me. Like, why else would the trunk be soaked? Crazy. So they try to, there's a lot of lawsuits that happen. The family tries to go after the the police and Semka and whatever. They get dismissed and shut down. Um, Now they're like suing for other things and it keeps getting delayed and they're going back and forth. And so that I believe is still an ongoing legal situation. But in 2017, Andrew's law was passed in the state of North Dakota. It offers new protections for informants. um, And you have to tell them that they have the right to speak to a lawyer. And there's just all of these new provisions put in place to keep 
these kids safe and instead of having the Jason Webbers of the world bully them into yeah. making awful choices in my opinion. Right. Um, so that's great. That's love. That. Tammy and John are responsible for getting that passed. That's Andrew's law. And, uh, the lawsuits are still going on and Jason Weber, you'll be happy to know, got a promotion. So he's still in charge of children and I guess young adults yeah. basing huge life decisions mm-hmm. on absolute bullshit. Yeah. Love that. There you go. Great. So there's that's the case of Andrew Sedate. Wow. Yeah. I have nothing to talk about on that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, it's... Here's the good news. Our lips stopped burning. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does have a quick... And that didn't burn that bad. I no. feel like people really... Really hyped it up. Of course. So, yeah. Do you think Andrew killed himself or do you think he got murdered? I think he got murdered. Me, too. I think it's pretty obvious, That's actually. Crazy. Why would you put rocks right. in your backpack? Where's the gun? And No, seriously. And then for the, for the wet vehicle, I mean, it just... Mm-hmm. What? His poor parents... I can't. Worst. Worst All right. thing. All right, B. All right. Well, what you got, girl? First, I'm going to hit my bong. Congratulations. Right? So, tell me about your week. My week was fine. I had a little bit of a crazy client, but... Ooh. It's nothing. Nothing you can do about it. No. Just a real miscommunication. She had a really hard time communicating what she wanted. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, she was happy enough, but... Yeah. I hope, you know, maybe, maybe she'll find someone else to do her hair and they'll get the perfect communication with her and it'll be fantastic. But that my week was good. My week's not over yet. I still have to work tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> I'm yeah. still, I'm still doing my week. Yeah, that. Here we go. A little ASMR for you guys. What a professional. I can't wait to show everyone pictures of this on. That's where it's like, are we allowed to put this on Instagram? (laughs) I'm sure we can. It's just weed. Okay. So. Homegrown. One minute into the movie. I know for a fact I am hearing John Lithgow's voice. Right. He's like having this conversation like some business talk on the phone it's all about weed and sublimes smoke two joints is playing and i'm just like yes yeah amazing it was incredible right the, the best thing that's ever happened and uh so lithgow is this drug i don't know entrepreneur because he's not like a grower or anything but he's and not a dealer he's like a He's more than a dealer. Okay. He's like an in-betweener. He's like a businessman. Okay. All right. And he boards a private helicopter to go check on some crops. And as soon as they get there, um, we see Ryan Phillippe, Hank Azaria, and Billy Bob Thornton. What a fucking cast. All right. These are our growers. Our farmers are our boys and they run up and they're kind of just like watching from the background and <clears throat> the fucking helicopter pilot shoots John Lithgow on the spot. 
Boom. Dang. Malcolm's dead. Done so. Okay. Okay. And they freak out. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, well, the only reason anyone would want to kill Malcolm is to get to the plants. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, fuck. We've been working on these plants for the past five months of our lives. This is everything. If they get all of it, we're not going to get any of it. Right. So they take what they can. Uh-huh. And they split. Okay. Do they get a lot? <clears throat> enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, enough to get by. And so they take it to this chick, Lucy's house, and she's shaded out by them. Like, you guys are acting real sus. Yeah. <laughs> like, w- what's happening? Like, Especially if she's stoned. it's You start to get a little paranoid. Well, she, she's, she's just like, Malcolm didn't call me. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, they're like, well, he's on vacation. Oh, they don't yeah. tell her that he's dead? No. Uh-oh. Okay. They're going to pull it off and pretend like he's still alive. And that he's perfectly okay with yeah. them just grabbing bundles of his plants. Uh-huh. And they're like, I'm we're sure. going to we're gonna start the trim early, and we're just going to start selling it off. He needs some cash right now. Yeah. Like he's in a bind. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> but Perfect. she has a relationship with Hank Azaria's character. Mm-hmm. So... You know, he kind of sweet talks her into it. Mm. She's like, all right, fuck it. Like, I still get my 10%. Right? Like, all right, cool. Um, You can tell that Ryan Phillippe's character um, has a huge crush on her. Oh. Mm -hmm. Now, how hot is Ryan Phillippe in this? Oh, he is young. He is gorgeous. Yeah, he's playing. Nobody hotter. He's playing like a 20 year old. Yes. I mean, he's the best. Oh, God. I'm going to have to go watch it right now. (laughs) Yeah. And so while they're trying to figure out what to do with the product when it's done, Mm -hmm. Billy Bob is making connections with this local guy, Danny, played by John Bon Jovi. Fantastic. How exciting. And so that's who they're going to sell the product to. Okay. And even he's like, well, does Malcolm know about this? And they're same thing. Malcolm's on vacation. Like this is, we just need to make this happen real quick. Okay. All right. And everything goes as planned. Perfect. Almost a little too easy. Oh dear. So they're like, let's go back to the crop. No, just let it go. Right. Just move on. Yeah. You did it. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. It could have been the shortest movie ever. It could have. <laughs> And so everything's still there, including Malcolm's body. Perfect. Like nothing's been touched. And they're like, well, then why the fuck did the helicopter pilot kill Malcolm if they're not coming for the plants? Right. Like everything's about these fucking plants. And so they hire their own people. And one day um, this kid is like um, backpacking Mm -hmm. through the woods or whatever and comes across their operation Mm -hmm. and they immediately just assume that he's there as like a spy oh my god you guys everything is about these plants they kidnapped him (laughs) (laughs) what and make him work for them on their operation that's amazing and so here i am knowing nothing about the case being like oh maybe that's (laughs) nope nothing (laughs) I'm like that's gotta be part of the case that's so funny nope nope just three idiots in the Ooh. woods all right okay 
so Billy Bob starts going through Malcolm's phone book and like they're starting to pay people off. Um, they're paying off the local sheriff, mm-hmm. right? Who's obviously the part of this whole operation, but they're having a hard time keeping off Malcolm's brother and Malcolm's mom. Okay. Okay. All right. He's constantly calling like, when do I get to talk to Malcolm? They're like, we'll set something up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so eventually um, the boys start getting on each other's nerves, I guess you would say. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Right. And then there's like this local harvest festival. Mm. And none of this made any sense or any relevance to the movie to me, but they make Ryan Phillippe's character stay back at the grow okay. to babysit the hitchhiker and the plants. He's not okay. allowed to go to the party. Okay. That right? sucks. I know. And so Lucy and Hank Azaria and Billy Bob Thornton, they're all at the party. Hank Azaria starts making out with some other chick. Lucy- Excuse me? Yeah. Lucy gets upset. You can't do that to Lucy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. What? Is like the one hosting the harvest. <laughs> Were you high when you watched this? I was at work. Oh, God damn it. I wish I you would have been know. high so you could have freaked out. I know. But speaking of high. I, I feel like by the time Jamie Lee Curtis showed up, you would have had a complete mental breakdown over it. I was dying. Like, am I really seeing this? Is <laughs> yes. this really happening? And right now, I could not tell you any more about her character. She, <laughs> why she's in the movie. Why she's even relevant. She does make out with Billy Bob Thornton a little bit, but it's not like they're together. Okay. And she has kids. But with whom? I'm not sure. <laughs> Why does it matter? Nobody know. knows. Well, it actually does matter. Oh. I have a fun fact at the end of the movie. Okay. All right. So calm down. Calm, calm down. Sorry. Oh, you guys hear Fred barking? Anyways, so this hitchhiker Ben guy who's been kidnapped, he's smart. Mm-hmm. Clearly smarter than Ryan Phillippe's character. Wow. All right. And he's trying to convince Philippi that Billy Bob Thornton and Azaria are using him and like taking advantage of him. Oh. And how he could be way more significant in the operation if he just like did this and that or whatever. And Philippi flips out. And he is just like um like pulling a gun on the guy and they like get into this whole thing. And it doesn't go over well. And then he gets so upset, he goes back to Lucy. Mm-hmm. And he, he and Lucy end up fucking. Nice. Is yeah. it hot? Nah. Eh. No. Okay, fine. No. Are you excited to see it? Like, do you want them to hook up? I am. Yeah. I was happy. Uh-huh. Okay, fantastic. Good for Lucy. That's a real upgrade. For sure. Anyways. So, oh, okay, that's right. So, <laughs> they are back at their grow operation, and um, they think that they're getting, like, swarmed in by the cops, mm-hmm. but it's people dressed like they're cops. To come steal it? Uh-huh. 
Exactly. Oh, so finally someone's showing up to steal it. Exactly. They've been waiting all movie for it. Right. But it's really completely still unrelated to Malcolm. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. And so in all the craziness, um, Ben decides that now's his chance to shoot Billy Bob Thornton in the back. Okay. But he doesn't get to because Ryan Phillippe shoots Ben first. Why are they all shooting each other? Because of the plants. They're trying to defend the crop. So anyways, Ben doesn't die. They drop him off at the hospital. The cops get wind of all this. Anyways, they end up using Ben to basically narc. Okay. On what's going on. Okay. All right. And so now Billy Bob, Azaria, Philippi, they're in a panic to get rid of their shit. Uh Uh-huh. Right. But they also then get kidnapped by the fucking pilot of the helicopter Uh who tells them you got to sell it to this mafia guy or no, you can't sell it to this. I don't know. He doesn't like who they're going to sell it to. He's like, I'll kill you if you sell it to these motherfuckers. Malcolm's brother comes in. It's his identical twin. (laughs) (laughs) Also funny. Oh, I would assume it's also played by John Lithgow if it's his identical twin, Bailey. I know, I realized what I was saying midway. <laughs> Anyways, oh my goodness. This uh. movie, no wonder it's one of my husband's favorite movies. I've seen it too and I forgot all of this. I remember, uh. the only thing I remember is I remember Lucy's place being like a vibe and her being kind of hot. Like, yeah. Like just her whole setup or whatever yeah. just seems cool. Because she's like a hot worker chick. She's running the whole show. Yeah, she's super I just remember smart. that being like a yeah. vibe. Yeah. And then I remember... The, our dudes running like through the redwoods at night. What is that? Not true? No, they do. It's just that's not what I would have taken away from the movie at all. Yeah, but, but I haven't yeah. seen it in like no, I know over ten years, no, I get being, it. like yeah. thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think his name is Robert, the brother. The brother, perfect. Yeah. He wants them to sell it. To like the mafia guy. Mm-hmm. Right. But Billy Bob's like, fuck Robert. Fuck Malcolm. We're going to sell it to Danny. Bon John. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> yes. Bon John Jovi. My favorite. <laughs> and they do it just like they did the first time. But this time it does not go as planned. Mm-hmm. They get everything taken, and the whole movie ends with the cops burning all of their crop. God and damn it. Basically, the whole town standing around getting high, including Perfect. them, all of them. Lucy, wow. Philippi, is there, all of them just getting high. Fantastic. Watching their fucking crop go. Well, there you go. What a movie. So, my fun facts <clears throat> the movie is directed by Stephen Gyllenhaal. Father of Jake and Maggie. Wow. Who are both in the movie. Oh, as Jamie Lee Curtis's kids. Jake is the kid. Uh huh. Maggie plays a babysitter later on. Boom. Mm hmm. Perfect. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis is their godmother in real life. Really? Yes. Cute. Well, that's why, that's why she's in the movie, right? I don't fucking know. Because well, if she's their godmother, that means that she has to be either best friends with their dad or their mom or both yeah. and their dad directed it mm-hmm. so she probably jumped in there as a little favor for him and this fucking cast right it includes billy bob thornton who's a fucking oscar winner yep and five nominees lithgow Hall's 
uh, John Bon Jovi and Steve Carell apparently was in it, but I don't remember him being in Wait, it. Wait, John Bon Jovi's an Oscar nominee? I guess. Maybe for a song? Maybe. I don't know what the Os- I don't know what any of those are. Oscars are the fancy acting awards, the Academy okay. Awards, the big one. Yeah. That's like the really big deal. Yeah, I don't know. But he could be like Eminem's won an Oscar because yeah. he won it for like best soundtrack song or whatever. Okay. Okay. Are those all your fun facts? Yes. Okay. So how many joints do you give it? I mean, for a stoner movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it all the joints. It's a great movie. It's a good five time. joints, five knives. Amazing. Yeah. It's a great movie. I'm glad it was entertaining to you. Yeah, I was blessed. It makes me want to go rewatch it. I've only seen it once or twice in a million years ago. Okay, and then I'll try to break down Murder Mountain. I mean, you don't have to go into detail. No, Just I know. Give us a quick overview. So it covered this kid, Garrett Rodriguez's missing persons and eventual murder case, mm-hmm. which I assumed, again, would be related to our Hold case. On. Let me meet you. I did think about that. And the only reason I didn't do it was because I knew that you were going to be watching Murder Mountain. And I know someday we're going to have to dip our toe into the idea of you watching documentaries yeah. instead of movie movies. Right. But I figured, why make you watch documentary about the case that I'm going to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels redundant. And then it feels like we're really... Because even some of these movies, even though they're obviously not documentaries, but... They're close enough. They're close enough where you and I are basically just saying the same things over and over again. True. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's why I chose different ones. But I was thinking about doing that kid's case. Okay. So it, he's the main focus. It opens with his dad talking about his story, how he ends up um, in Humboldt because he wants to get enough money to start a life in Mexico or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so eventually his dad said, like clockwork, Within every couple weeks, his son would call. And mm-hmm. then one day, the calls just stopped coming. Oh, shit. Right? So, let's see. Let me get to my facts. So, it says Humboldt County produces 60% of the weed grown in the United States. Hey. And accounts for almost 80% of the weed sold on the black market. So, the illegal weed. Perfect. Right? We talked about Trinity Humboldt, all that being the emerald triangle mm-hmm. and um most people would assume that the area is like perfect for growing like the good soil or maybe the climate or whatever mm-hmm. and people are like no it has nothing to do with that <laughs> it's all down to the geography and the fact that they have the redwood curtain right they're, they're covered that's right it's so hard to find people um and then within this triangle is a town called alder point and it's also known as Murder Mountain. And that's what all this shit is about. Right. Right. So basically in Murder Mountain, it's known for like all the black market growers. There's not supposed to be any police involvement. You're like outlaws. Right. Like Wild West style. And if I mean, I, I have watched this, but I've only watched it once. And it was when it first came out. Um, That includes the fact that like the police don't even mess with. Like, the police stay in their lane, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the police won't go on the mountain either. Well, and so, and they go back and forth about this, and it becomes an argument because the people on the mountain try to say, like, it's not that they're not invited, but they have to come out to, like, help us, and the only time they come out is, like, to cause problems. Right. And then the police are like, well, 
you don't get to decide. So either you let us in and let us help you or, you know, we'll just focus on something else and you guys can take care of your own shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, but I guess uh, I think it said that Humboldt is the biggest known missing persons area in the state. Like the number one county for missing people. Okay. I believe it. Mm -hmm. And so police also argue that like we just don't have the resources to deal with all this. Mm -hmm. Like it's a lot. Um, There's also a point of view from like the OG growers. Yes. That started in like the 70s. Yeah, the older hippies. Right. And how when they started in Humboldt. It wasn't just the idea of growing pot. Like, it was a community. Yeah. Like, they were growing everything that they wanted to live off of. Right. Vegetables. And it just so happens that weed was one of their essential items. As Yes. Of course. These are the people I want to be friends with in the zombie apocalypse Mm -hmm. if we choose to survive it. They're building houses butt ass fucking naked. Beautiful. Like, just their tool belts. Okay. Getting high and building houses. That feels very dangerous. It feels like a safety hazard. It was the 70s, right? And they were living it. Anyways. And so they said it was very much related to the whole Nixon-esque, like, drugs. uh, The war on drugs. And then... Reagan backing it up with Nancy and her whole just say no, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that is when thing became, um, weed growing became like a competitive thing. Mm-hmm. It became money related. People got greedy. And that's when shit really took a turn. And right. So Humboldt between like the 70s and the 90s, two totally different places. Yeah. So I for them, totally it. they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like, what happened? And then there's the people on the mountain. Yes. They're just like, we're still people. Like, we still deserve resources. Like, we should still have protection. Mm-hmm. But they just feel like they're completely ignored, like outcasts. And so, so you're they've talking got, about the people who live on the mountain who are not growers or whatever? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like regular people. Just regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you're on the mountain, like I'd say 90% of them are, but still. Yeah. All even like just the other people. Right. Because it's those people that get really upset about the p- lack of interest by police in Garrett's case. Yeah. That they get themselves involved. Beautiful. Right. So there's like these two main women, both moms that are just like, nope, if this was my kid, I'd want to know where my baby was. We're going to fucking figure this out. Mm -hmm. They get all the clues that they need. Take it to the cops. Cops don't do shit. So then on like Thanksgiving Day, these eight men go and track down the alleged guy who's been bragging that he killed Garrett. Okay, real quick. Oh, spoiler if, alerts. No. Oh. No spoiler alerts. Um, well, what would you be spoiling? I don't know. <laughs> the, the show for people? No, that's your job. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if we can right do this now. podcast without alcohol mm. and just weed. Um, no, what I was going to say was if that's the only tie-in and similarity, the idea of like the moms 
like coming together to try to solve the case of this kid and like putting the clues together, whatever. It's very much like Tammy. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So these eight guys go and find this alleged killer, and they shoot him three times. Oh, but just enough, on camera? No. Okay. Just enough to hurt him. Like they have oh. reenactments. Yeah, but they don't kill him. No. Okay. It's so that they can scare him into admitting that he did it and showing them where he buried the body. Perfect. And they f- they find the body. Oh shit. Yeah. Where he said it was? Yeah. Wow. He takes them to the body. They dig it up right then and there. Mm-hmm. And he confesses. Okay. But when they take this to police, police are like, oh, that's not enough evidence. What? Yeah. Police are like, we can't do anything with this. Oh, my Lord. You shot him. Like, you made him confess. We can't do anything with this. And we don't know that he didn't just stumble across this body. Okay, fine. Like the whole thing is ridiculous. Anyways, so then police come after the like vigilantes, the the guys for shooting the guy. Three yes, times. yes. <laughs> so it's a real shit show, okay, to say the least. There, um, to sum it all up, I am really happy for Garrett's dad. That okay. he did eventually get to find out what happened to his son. Yeah, because that would be awful to not know. And not only that, that the autopsy showed that he died instantly. There was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, and so he got to put his ashes to rest in the ocean, which was his favorite thing. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Right. So I did really appreciate that for him. Um, and there are three other murders that they briefly go over, mm-hmm. and one other like fairly significant missing persons case okay and then this little fucking gem oh i also want to just point out that the cops gave me a very strong vibe of the cops in our episode 23 strong island strong tea okay all right i gonna do my shameless little plugs here and there perfect uh well, let me find my little the fact that you either remember or look up the names of all of our old episodes is really impressive. Oh, I definitely looked that shit up. Oh, good. Yeah. So I'm like, like, I, I remember re- any of them. I don't remember what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned the term trimagant or trimagant. Yes. Okay. I was thinking about this. If it's the same thing I think it is. I was thinking about this when you were talking and I'll tell you why. Okay. Hit me. Tell me what a termagant is. Okay, so it's used by the farmers to describe outsiders, that they only come into the area for the sole purpose of trimming. Yep. And so by doing so, they're hired by like certain people, usually black market trimmers. People are willing to take that risk. Right. Right. Because other people, they're like, I'm not going to bring in someone I don't fucking know Mm -hmm. into my operation. They're going to rob me, fucking kill me. Yeah. I don't know any of this. So that's what I thought you were talking about. There's a, um, I saw a documentary or is a docu-series about like the weed boom in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I think we were in maybe Boulder, Colorado for this series. And they were following these people who had had like a medical marijuana business and had been saving their cash and had like one of the first ever, what do you... 
when you want to open a business, is it a permit that you're going after? I think so. Yeah. Like one of the first ever, because the state of Colorado was just talking about like legalizing it. Okay. And so this, this couple went out and got their permit, like the first one on the books to get one. And they've been waiting years. And then finally it happens and it's legal and they can open an actual like weed store. Right. But they were talking about because it was already so hard to get the permit and get the this like conservative town to say yes. And it's like a super nice, squeaky clean downtown area mm-hmm. that they're trying to like stay in everyone's good graces because okay. it's bad enough that they're a weed store. Yeah. Then the trimigant trim. How do you it's, say it? It's so hard to say. The outside it's like tr- immigrant or no. It's yeah. Like, yeah. But a trimmer. Yeah. So they show up every year around harvest time. Yes. And it's so funny because the people who are actually like have this weed business and who whole lives are based on weed are very like normal, average looking people. Yeah. There's nothing about them that you would guess you own a weed business. These outside trimmers who are trying so hard to like live this life of like. Like, I'm kind of transient and we just go where the harvests are and we're just so into weed. Mm -hmm. They show up looking like fucking scumbags. Yeah. And they just like sit around on the fronts of businesses trying to like advertise that they're there and they're ready to work. And the people who actually own the weed businesses are like, it's putting a lot of heat on us because that's what the city looks at and goes, look at what stoners look like look at what people in the industry look like like and that's not even what we look like you aren't even like part of this you're from the outside world trying super hard to look like a hippie or whatever and uh bringing everybody down yeah so that's from that documentary and also listen to this shit Uh so there's this man in the area who's known to hire these kind of people he kind of likes to take them in as like a mentor okay like, he looks for people that are down on a bad luck or whatever. Like, uh-huh. And uh, so he brings on Susan and Michael, I think it's Bear Carson. Let me see. Are they married or brother and sister? Married. Susan and Michael Bear Carson, a.k.a. the San Francisco Witch Killers. Yes! This is a whole thing. Uh-huh. And they chose to become trimmers. They be- are fucking crazy. Because it was the perfect opportunity for them to make quick cash and to like hide out. I cannot believe this. Right and now. hide the bodies yeah. on the weed farm. I've listened to a whole episode of a podcast about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So that was exciting. That is very exciting. Yeah. Maybe they made a movie about them. We'll have to look. Mm-hmm. And then... It's completely unrelated, but definitely worth noting. Um, I thought the timing was perfect that Nick and I just started to watch Big Sky, uh-huh. which is an ABC show, but we watch it on Hulu. Okay. And it has Ryan Phillippe in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that in commercials. And also the sheriff's wife is um, the chick who played Catherine Martin in Silence of the Lambs, the one in the in the hole. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How interesting. Exactly. Well, there you go. Right. Big Sky. Is it a good show? I like it. Yeah. Nick does too. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. How many uh, joints do you give Murder Mountain Series? Murder Mountain Series? I mean. On a whole. I watched it all. 
That's pretty good. That's really good. It's like what six episodes? Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of something to watch. It's like six hours. I fast forwarded quite a bit because I had like little skip ahead like thirty seconds here and there mm-hmm. option. So I mean, I guess I'd give it a four. That's not bad. Yeah, I give it a four. All right, it's no homegrown, but no, what can you do? I, I mean, come on. So yeah, fun week for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure it's not so fun next week, maybe. We'll see. Right. <laughs> Payback's a bitch. And let's talk about your outfit real quick. Okay. What am I wearing? Your dare shirt. Is that all the way from elementary school? No. It's like a I had to buy adult a new, buy. Yeah, I had to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. But you're wearing your dare shirt. I am. I'm wearing a necklace that was my mom's in high school, as well as her earrings that have little pot leaves on them. Nice. I also have the exact hat. The exact hat. It's so exciting. That one of the main growers in the series weared. Weared. <laughs> wore in like one of the episodes. It's um the thumbnail for the very last episode, I believe. I can't believe that you have the exact same hat. How how excited were you when you saw that? You don't even know. <laughs> I could. You don't even know. I'm so glad I was in the office and I'm like, what? Yeah. It's a cock hat. So it is. That. It's, it's great. great. And then you have your little bandana oh to God. cover your face. I do. Stay incognito. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I have to say. I've been working on my bloodshot eyes the whole time. They, they, what? I don't know that I haven't. I think I smoked everything. I've been smoking on my joint, my steamroller, my pipe. I did the Sobe, hit the bong. Listen, it's been an episode. You did a good job. <laughs> you did not smoke out of. Tell us tell us about the, it's not even Play-Doh. What is it? <gasps> Multi-Doh pipe. Yeah. Where is it? Well, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. So when did we make that? Okay. Eighth grade? Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Okay. Ninth grade because we were at that girl Sarah's house and we were only friends with her in ninth grade. Yeah. And then was I with you when I made the apple and then ate it? I have no idea. Okay. I don't remember. But we were staying, me, you, and our friend Melissa, the three of us, everybody, were staying at this other girl's house. And was that her stepmom? Was such a bitch, oh my remember? God, she was the worst. And we had to be super quiet. And we couldn't, like, at like a crazy hour. We're like teenagers. And she's like, after nine, we have to be yeah, really no quiet. talking. And we were like, this is so fucking lame. So we waited for that girl to go to sleep. And we're total assholes. So we snuck out of a window and went to our friend Melissa's house because her house was empty. Her parents were gone for the weekend and we found some of her parents weed, but we had nothing to smoke out of. So what do we smoke out of be? I, I did this, by the way, this was my creation. It, uh, you're brilliant. Okay. I know. Cause you can make a pipe out of anything. If you can just put a couple holes in it. Yeah. No, like you said, it's a multi dough, which is like a knockoff, like a, like dollar a dollar store. store. Mm hmm. But we emptied out like this plastic container and I shoved a couple holes in it. Because great for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It worked. Yeah. I'm tempted to use it again. Should we do it for old time's sake? I think we should. That'd be great. We're we'll going to do it off. Of it. Yeah, we'll do it off air. We'll do it off air and we'll take pictures and post it on THC mm-hmm. podcast, Instagram. But um, yeah, it worked. And then we were such assholes getting back into the house. I remember like somersaulting into that house being loud <laughs> as fuck. But we didn't know we were being loud. We thought we were being hella sneaky. And then we go back to bed. Don't be suspicious. That's right. And we go to sleep. And then the, the next the day. The next day. Oh, jeez. Her mom woke up and saw that because it was in like an office or something. 
our dumbasses had like left the screen off. There was mud being everywhere in on the floor. The mud. Oh my god! And our friend was pissed, as she should be. We were real assholes. Yeah. <laughs> but B saved that multi-dough can all these years. <laughs> and I want to point out that my very first pipe was confiscated by police once, mm. and I had to give them like the sob story to get it back. What'd you tell them? That it was my first pipe. <laughs> like, it's my favorite. Like, I oh cannot believe they gave it back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, there you go. My first pipe got um, stolen by a piece of shit in high school. So goodbye. All right. So um, we'll, we'll have to take pictures of us smoking out of that. And we'll take pictures of your outfit. Good stuff I packed in the bag. There are going to be the some good bag. pictures. The goodie suitcase. The, yeah. It's not even a bag. It's a whole suitcase. Yeah. Um, THC podcast on Instagram. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Leave us a rating, a thumbs up, a comment. Tell us, us what you think of this episode. This episode might be hot trash, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. It's 420. I feel like we've felt like this on another episode. And it wasn't that bad. Well, I can tell you we're clocking in at one of our shortest episodes. That I can guarantee. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. But it's not all to good. mention we have no married at first sight. I know. And not to mention, not to be an old lady, but it is after 10 now. I really have got to go to bed soon. True that. I have work tomorrow. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. Happy 420. We hope you guys smoke something tonight. Have a great night. It'll be a safe night if all you're doing is smoking because you're just going to watch a movie. Watch Homegrown. There you You'll go. enjoy it. Eat yeah. some chips. And wait, we will. Wait, oh. wait, wait, real quick. Let's come up with a secret like emoji for 420 that people can put on Instagram. Uh, okay. The so, Canadian like, leaf isn't good enough. The little. Oh, I love that. Let's do the Canadian leaf. Okay. Or I was going to I was, like was going to do leaf. like a pine tree. Like a. Yeah, you could do a pine tree because mm-hmm. that's where homegrown takes place. So just, yeah. Leave us some pine tree emojis Mm -hmm. if you care to on our Instagram. That would be super fun. All right, guys. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.